Hey guys, welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And on today's episode, what classic 1980s film are we going to be covering today? We are covering 1986's The Fly, directed by David Cronenberg. Ooh. What is Cronenberg known for? To me personally, The Fly. And um, what's another one? Videodrome? Which is what we put up. Yeah. In the poll for the fans to decide. Also, he was in Jason X. He was in? Yeah. Like he acted in it? Correct. Yeah. Whoa. Well, first off, what do you want to let the fans know, bud? As always, like and subscribe on YouTube. Pretty, pretty please. We are available on Spotify as well as Apple. Yes. Google. Yes. Anchor. Yes. We're everywhere. Yes. Also on Instagram. J Squared Horror Podcast link tree in the bio. New episodes every Thursday. Every single Thursday, we do our best to bring you guys what we consider great horror content. And so far, you guys agree. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, The Fly is a uh, what's it called? Body. What? What are they? What are these specified as? Like body mutil. It's like body horror. Sure. Like there's like a there's like a a term for it. Yeah, there's like a subgenre. I can't think of it. Either. I can't either. Yeah. There's like a subgenre of horror that this falls under. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> I mean, when when you get into horror to the extent that we are, there's so many different avenues, and different um, movies, TV shows, books, uh, shorts, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But this one is very on the monster science side of it. Yeah. Like. One hundred percent. It's not a jump scare movie. No, at all. It's not. It's more of a mental movie. Yeah, but not mental in the sense of like The Shining, or like Midsommar, but like, <clears throat> what would happen if this happened? True. What, what I like most about I know we can think the exact term is called, yeah. but just seeing that transformation of him, yeah, throughout the movie. Dude, they do a fucking phenomenal job of, like, A, Jeff Goldblum. I'm very straight. I love Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum, but, man, he's an attractive dude. Yeah. Like, he is. To this day, he's still renowned as, like, this cool, quirky, handsome, older gentleman. But in this movie... Dr. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. In this movie... When it starts, he's not. He's very goofy. His hair is kind of out of place. His suits aren't the best. And <clears throat> yeah, he wears like the same clothes. Every he wears day. The, yeah. So he <laughs> he has the exact same outfit every day of the week because Albert Einstein said yeah. that you shouldn't waste a thought process on your clothing in order to be the most smartest that 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 doesn't sound smart in itself (laughs) you can clearly tell i pick out my clothes every day of the week but in order to in order to utilize your brain for its potential you shouldn't waste it on something so minuscule yeah which it's just clothes at the end of the day so at the end of the day it is just clothes i understand that and i wear the same shit every day almost so i do as well 
I mean, I changed it up a little bit. Like, uh, am I wearing this J squared horror shirt or this horror shirt I bought? Like, it, <laughs> that's pretty much all I got. So, like, if you came to my house, you wouldn't have to worry about me having the same five shirts in my closet, other than the five J squared horror <laughs> shirts I have. Um, but the the main female is from A League of Their Own and Stuart Little and Thelma and Louise and. Is this even Beetlejuice? Oh, yeah, Beetlejuice. <laughs> there we go. We got to the matching there we title. Go. Gina Davis, yeah, she's in Beetlejuice. But here's the thing, all right? In Beetlejuice, she's, like, pretty. Yeah, I said everything except Beetlejuice. Everything. I was trying to get you there. And you're naming everything anti-horror yeah, that you possibly that, yeah. could. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, 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 right? Yeah. In this movie, you know, she's she's looking, she's looking mighty fine. Yeah. She's a, a good looking woman. She's yeah. a very good looking woman. Yeah. And Beetlejuice is not as uh <clears throat> prevalent. Probably why I forgot. I couldn't think of yeah, it. I couldn't honestly. Think of it. Yeah, she's just like a a wife, you know. Yeah. To a bald one. Good old Alec Baldwin. Good old Alec Baldwin. Oof. Yikes. <laughs> Oof. Oof. I might get canceled just saying that name. <laughs> so, um I know you're a you're a very big fan of this movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and is there any particular reason um, that this movie, since it is from so long ago, mm-hmm. I just watched it probably for the second time. I honestly don't think I've watched it than when it might have come on sci-fi. Really? Yeah. It was never one that like popped into my head. Once again, you've been into horror a lot longer than I have. Mm-hmm. So like, <clears throat> what are some things about this movie that just over all these years makes you enjoy it so much? One, the concept of teleportation. Yeah. Like, that is, I believe in that. Yeah. I believe in, like, time machines. Yeah. So that whole thing, like, as a kid, I was all about. To the point where I tried to, like, make my own teleportation devices. Did you? With two microwaves. I'm happy you're still here, bud. Yeah, me too. Fuck. And then my parents' house was still there. Yeah. (laughs) Another important fact of that. So you were doing, like, science experiments to try to teleport. Yeah, took two old microwaves Yeah, and took the the back parts <laughs> off of them and cut the, like, the rubber <laughs> over the cords and just fucking put the cords together and would plug it back in, start one. Yeah. Put something in there and the host, it would, like, do its thing <laughs> and it reappear in the other one. All it did was like just smoke. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought, hmm. <laughs> not quite there. I guess I haven't figured it out. Yet. <laughs> haven't figured out the teleportation yet. Yeah, I was like getting like composition <laughs> books and like <laughs> like drawing out just the actual devices, like themselves. schematics almost. Yeah, but with no scientific yeah, background, yeah, background yeah. at all. You're just a kid. Yeah, doodling a microwave. A to B. You wanted it to go from here to there. Yeah. Why won't it? In my mind, it'll just do its thing. It would travel through the courts and reappear. I mean, there. honestly, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Like that's not the worst. Yeah. But just the fact that I could take one apart. That's insane. Splice it with a different one and get it to turn back on the halfway there. <laughs> At least halfway there yeah. now truthfully you're like one one thousandth of the way True. there but the fact that like yeah that's insane yeah i mean fuck dude i couldn't even do the 
box science experiments that made root beer floats as a kid. I used to love that kind of stuff. I mean, I did too, but I was never smart enough. Like, ultimately. You have to do it. I had no knowledge of anything. I was always building shit out in nature. Just I saw this movie. Yeah. I'm sure I can do it. So you saw this and then tried that. Yeah. Yeah. It's based on me seeing this movie. I mean. Which, which I've seen numerous times. <clears throat> off of what his character creates. I mean, the microwave theory is solid. Yeah. Solid. You take one. You get another one. Now, did you make sure there were no bugs around you? Of course not. Every time you did it? Nope. Yeah, so you're just, you would have fucked up just the yeah. same. Well, I can't fit in the microwave, so it's all good. <laughs> Damn, yeah. that's a good point. Whatever food I put in there. <laughs> Wait, not, you're just the... like microwaving a pizza and hoping it goes yeah. to the other side. Yeah. Like, ooh, I'm kind of in the mood for a Hot Pocket, yeah. but it tr- might transfer. Try this out first. Yeah, worst comes to worst, I got a Hot Pocket. Yeah. Maybe two Hot Pockets. All right, so real question here. I might, um, might get you in trouble. Okay. Did you try any live things? I did not. Not even a bug? The research was not enough. You didn't quite get to that point. No. I thought <laughs> about it though. So what would have been your first choice? Frog. A frog? Yeah. yeah. In a heartbeat. Can you catch a frog that easily? Yeah. You can? Dude, there were frogs all over our backyard all the time. Even now. <clears throat> frogs are everywhere. I got to say that. You got to go up to scoop it up, hold it. And as fucked up as it sounds, <laughs> put it in the microwave. Throw it in the microwave <laughs> and cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all right, but here's the here's the cool thing with that is that means if you had that size of a teleportation device, mm-hmm. you would have spliced with a frog, dude. That's way better than a fly. Is it though? Yeah. I'm not sure if it was the jumping a, capability. I'm not sure if it was an episode of Goosebumps mm-hmm. or some show where like the teacher was like a frog or some shit, or like a monster or something that resembled a frog. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't that's, ring a bell. That's the first thing popped my mind. It was the guy who was in what was he in? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh yeah, that guy. That's also in um. So so not Little Shop of Horrors. So no, see not Rick Moranis. Oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think it may have been the TV show, but it was the other guy. <laughs> I just immediately went to the guy yeah. that you're see, about to yeah, say. See no. me? It was the main guy, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. So, um, with your experimentation <laughs> with teleportation, um, that's so great. I didn't know that. I love this about yeah. this podcast. <laughs> I love that, like, we go into this not knowing what the fuck the other one's going to yeah. say. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, my gears are just spinning up here, and I'm like, no. Um, so, off of your scientific evidence, yeah. how do you feel that his thought process from baboon turning into inside-out baboon to steak coming out as a weird-tasting steak to baboon coming through as baboon and then the twist I feel like that's the proper way to do it that quickly though cuz originally well, he was, his idea was to test the baboon yeah he didn't because he got drunk and in his feelings I was about to say that yeah so as a as an avid av, avid beverage drinker yeah that part of the movie mm-hmm. was like my favorite. 
Really? Yeah. Because, like, he's got a new girl. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's not the most sought-after individual. Which is very surprising. But he's also very dedicated to his craft. True. So what does he find? A girl that's interested in it that finds him... In, like, it's it's the perfect ploy. Yeah, you find Yeah, you yeah. find a girl... That is interested in scientific shit. Well, it's her job. And then you bring her back to your house and you're yeah. like, check this dope shit out. Yeah. You know? And then she's like, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I'll record your progress. Then bam, they bang like first night. Second night. Epic, right? But then, like any man would, he's like, wait. He left this here. <laughs> she left. He's fu- She's fucking the fucking bus. Yeah. You know they're 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 in a relationship. Yeah, I'm the piece of side meat. He starts drinking. He starts drinking. And his feelings. But also he's celebrating something. Mm-hmm. So in my head it would be like if we had like something go viral, and then like somebody that you know we had met along the way or, or a girlfriend was like starting acting fish like that would be like that would be a legitimate outcome. I'm not hopping in that machine though. <laughs> You get enough beverages in me, I'll about damn near do anything. Oh, so I'm going to thoroughly look because it breaks things down to not even molecular. It's more computer. I think it's molecular. Yeah, but it's got to be some type of computer generated. Yeah, because it pretty much breaks shit down. It travels through the <laughs> microwave thing. And then it, That's why you splice them. It reappears somewhere else. As the computer saw it. Well, there were two things in there. I know, but so, so it, like. it had to splice it. Well, yeah, obviously. And he had a wound. Mm. I think that plays a bigger part in this movie than people think. I don't think it does. I do. Why? Because in my head, it's like that's where the hairs are originally, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, ooh, starts snipping them and then just takes them. Yeah. Red flag, first of all. All right. Those hairs are very concerning. Though. They're very coarse. Yeah. All right. I get that. You're this rubbing is, on the back. This and, is not right. You know, he's he's a good looking guy, so you're going to question every mole he has, right? <clears throat> Maybe it's just a hairy mole, you know? But that's where he, the the uh, processor chip, you know, kind of poked into his back. But, no, I think, never mind. My point doesn't make sense. Because you're right. It just combined them because they're both in the pod. Yeah, it Broke them both down and put them back together. In the together. Spot. Yeah. But it is interesting that he had a wound. And then that's, I don't know. I don't know where else you're going to go with that. Well, I feel like, you know, it makes sense because that's like an open area. And the first place it's going to start coming out of would be an open area. Yep. Yeah, so you're right, yeah. You figured it out. Yeah, it makes sense. You said it better than I could. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, and then you have the, and this was interesting because I don't know flies very well. I know that they're very annoying. Are they strong? Are they strong? And are they that sexually active? Because my guy is like an unstoppable hump machine. Yeah. So Is that something that flies do? <laughs> baby flies are maggots, right? Yeah. I mean, as we see in her nightmare. Is he putting these mags in all these women? I would say. I hope not. Potentially. Gross. Very gross. Very gross. <clears throat> so you have the. But yeah, I wonder that too. The, the, the drive that he has. Maybe it's just a. 
animalistic drive? Well, it could be because flies you multiply. At a rapid pace. Yeah. So, so I guess ultimately probably, that could yeah. break down to that. But are they strong? I don't know. Like if it, if a bunny was in that machine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I would expect that. Done. But like flies and sex <laughs> don't compute to the average person. Yeah, they don't. So then he goes on the uh, hunt for a compatible teleportation female. Mm-hmm. Finds one. Because they get in a big fight, you know, because he's like, you're boring. Like, you're not what I want. See, that's what I don't understand. Like, And so it changed him completely. Or did that bring out his true self? I mean, what is... Ooh. Like, hmm. he never had the opportunity to be that guy. But if ultimately that has nothing to do with the fly... That was my first question. Are flies, like, mean or something? Are they aggressive? I mean, flies can be assholes. Yeah, but... Like, the fact that, like... All right, so think about a fly being in your car, right? What's your first thing? You roll down your windows. That fucking fly doesn't go anywhere near those windows. It doesn't. And instead will land on your dashboard. Yeah. And would rather you crash in traffic trying to smack it than just fly out the window and go back to your world that you belong in. And what's crazy is... Once he knows he had these, I guess, powers, you could say. Yeah. He's out there randomly arm wrestling people. Snapping some dude's arm. Yeah. Flies can't be that strong. <clears throat> yeah. The strength and now, did it en- sex thing. Just enhance his genes or something? Obviously, to an extent, it had to have. But I would imagine it was like, it would have been like what we find out later once he becomes like the monster. Yeah. But like all this other stuff that leads up to it. I just, you know, I guess it's for cinematic purposes. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I don't think it's necessarily needed because we're questioning it. Yeah. Like, any other animal, potentially. Like, if it was an ant, all that makes sense. Yeah, because ants Because are... ants can carry a thousand times their weight, yeah. and also there's a patrillion of them. Yeah. So they probably do the deed a good amount. Yeah. But a fly... Like, it's interesting that that's the bug of choice. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because it lands in there. Yeah. You close the door. I get it. Yeah. It's, but some of that part, like, I didn't necessarily care for. Obviously, it added to the movie. Yeah. What I did like, though, is as he's going through it, he starts to, like, get, like, weird ticks and move real fast. And Dude. Stuff. So that. Oh, man. That is like the, a fly. The fly tick that he has in this yeah. movie is amazing it is especially when he's like like getting to the like right before the obviously the full full transformation happens at some point but when he's like first stage that's one of the first things you start to notice is like the head tick and anybody that's looked at a fucking fly knows the little bastards are always moving their heads yeah and always like looking and like like and then this thing I'm surprised he never did this yeah. in the movie. <laughs> well, you guys can't see it on Spotify. You know when they rub their little fucking hands together? Yeah. Like they're like, I flew in shit and flew in your hot dog. You know, it's like, yeah. you you suck. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I guess because like at any point in time, you're going to know a fly. So that's like a good bug to choose. Yeah. And everybody fucking hates flies. Yeah. But it's interesting to see a human fly. Yeah. Or a, a human turn into a fly. I love to the nails falling oh, off. Oh, dude, that's falling you off. know, and for a lot of this movie, I was questioning like, how is this horror? You know, because.
because like yeah in my head like jump scares and like blood and gore this movie progresses so amazingly in from a scientific movie into a monster horror flick yeah so instead of you just questioning it the whole time and having a reason being like yeah this might have been like a science thriller Mm -hmm. instead Cronenberg was like, just just hold on, bud. I'm I'm gonna show you yeah. exactly why this is mentioned in horror. And then you get to that nail scene. And some of this just disgust. Yeah. And of course that can be science. Like some weird shit happens. Yeah. But it's the rate and the practical makeup. I'm sorry to say it, but I'm not sorry to say it. This movie, I would love to know who did it. Because yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't research that. The practical effects in this movie are par none. Yeah, they're good. I mean, it brings you back to like Frankenstein yeah. type shit, dude. It's like the skin. Everything. The hair. The Him teeth. crawling as a fly in the building when she's looking out or from above mm-hmm. and when he takes her and he's crawling around the building. That's legit. Yeah. Like, however they built that set, dude, it was very well done. It was. I agree. Like, this movie is not a movie to fuck with. No. Especially in the monster science realm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, sure, it's a fly. Like, even if with the title, like, that's a shitty title. So, do flies eat that way? Do they? Yes. The way, I'm pretty sure, I didn't, once again, did not research shit. (laughs) Uh, that's not what we do here on the J Squared Horror <laughs> Podcast. Um, but I'm pretty sure that regurgitation thing is legit. Obviously, it's to a minuscule rate of that. That shit is disgusting. But dude, when that was it, when, the, the when the guy no dude when the guy tries to save oh gets his fucking ankle it starts with the fucking hand mm-hmm. he's like. <laughs> It just, it just starts melting yeah. away and he's just like looking at it like um okay and then, <laughs> and then he starts you know getting beat up and then he gets his fucking yeah like oh yeah because bottom earlier shit area. On when he's arm wrestling that guy when he squeezes his hand some type of liquid or something's coming out which loosens his shit loosens his shit dude i think that's an actual fly thing from their hands though well that might be a little movie magic true but but I think the regurgitation acid thing is legit. I think it's basically like what our stomach acid does. Mm. They have to do that because they're so tiny. True. Like to an X, like a vomit. Well, yeah, I think flies are on like shit and like dead bodies and food and everything. They got to break it down somehow. I think that's why they do that hand rub thing. Like, (laughs) bet. But, and then you have the whole, whoa, this is from what eighty six. Six. Mm-hmm. You got the whole abortion nightmare. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wasn't alive then. Yeah. I don't think that was very talked about. Yeah. Also, no one wants to have a fly baby. Which I get, especially with that nightmare she had, because uh, you know, watching it, I hadn't seen it in a while. I was like, "Holy shit!" She just popped out a maggot. Yeah. And that looked... That shit was moving. Dude, it was like wiggling and stuff, dude. Oh, my God. How freaky for women. Like, I ain't got to worry about that. It's crazy because this is a movie when we were talking about remakes. Yeah. I didn't think I mentioned it at all. No, I didn't either. Yeah. 
But, but this is one of the best remakes of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because when did the original come out? Like in the 50s? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that Cronenberg, Goldblum, and all the people that were associated with this movie really brought their A game. For I sure. Agree. And, you know, the fact that, like, it, it like to me, it just constantly when i when i watch these monster flicks i always go back to frankenstein cuz like frankenstein's like the 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 monster mm-hmm. i mean he's a creation yeah. blah 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 but then you got the love aspect in this one and like i thought it was cool each side that you got to see what do you mean so like he the fly Goldblum's character mm. was like, leave, like go. I can't control this anymore. Yeah, like stay far, far away from me. Mm-hmm. But her being in love with him to the point that she was kept kind of checking and making sure. And then she finds out she's pregnant. And then obviously, regardless of what you think's growing in you, mm-hmm. it's there's got to be some type of feral connection there. Yeah. And like she, because she loved him, mm-hmm. like she wanted to tell him, but then she saw how far gone he was, yeah. and that was the point where it almost turned, mm-hmm. of like the hopeless. No matter how much you love him, he's now a monster. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't get it, but he found exactly what doctor office she was in, and was able to find her and bust out the window and take her. Yeah. Didn't necessarily, you know, a little plot hole action, but we're cool. Let's move on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it has to happen. Unless he's mentally linked to other flies now. Yeah, I was thinking that whole, like, maybe he's connected with the baby and, like, could, like, like, sonar that shit, but I don't know. Regardless, that turns into the whole epic showdown. So my, my only question is, so at what point is it all, I guess what they call... How I phrase this. At what point is it no longer Seth and it's all just the fly mentally controlling everything that's happening? The is final it, showdown. Is it ever at that point? The or final is it, or is it always just the Oh, no. I think, one? you know what? Now that you said that. He gets rid of the shotgun. Is like, you know, puts that. Yeah, he puts it to his, his own head. Yeah. And the fly wouldn't do that. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think it has to do with the second. I think he 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 made it go quicker when he was shown off for the hooker and re-zapped himself. Mm. I think for some reason that elevated it. Mm. I think if he never would have done that, it would have taken a lot longer. But I think his addiction to that feeling and that wanting to be that amazing. Yeah. Because as soon as he did it that second time, his face is different. Yeah. She starts noticing it. And then he starts turning into the fly, the yeah. monster. But like you said, I don't think there's ever the full switch, which also adds an element of sadness mm-hmm. because his plan is super fucked up at the end. He wants to put them all, him, her, the baby, in there is, and make one being. Which is disgusting. But is that, which has to be set because a fly couldn't comprehend that kind of thought process. Yeah. So it. Is it like a power thing? I think so. Which is weird. Yeah. I think ultimately he was a shitty person. So I think that too. There's something he says in the movie. I can't remember the exact quote of that. Uh-huh. 
he's talking about, but something along the lines of there was a man or a monster that dreamt he was a man, but now yeah. the dream is over and the monster is awake or something like that. So maybe deep down, Seth was a shitty person. I, I honestly think he was that shitty of a person. Yeah. Because the progress shows that. Yeah. But then you have the scene that you were just talking about where yeah. he's full fly. Yeah. She rips his fucking jaw off, by the way. Yeah. That was cool. And then he gets morphed with part of the machine. Yeah. Which is a great, like, I guess, analogy. Because he was so addicted to that, yeah. like wanting that to be such a thing. So now it's a party. It's now a part of you. Yeah. And then, like you said, she's crying, a little overacting there. We'll get past it. All about it. Yep. He puts the shotgun to his head. Yeah. Also, they did good on the bullet count. They never fucked that up. Big <laughs> fan of that. So yeah. I think he was just that shitty of a person at the end of the day. Yeah. But knew. There was still a little bit of good in him, and that's what drew the shotgun to his head. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of... Because that was a fucking fly. I guess villains in movies. Yeah. Who, or just like Two-Face said in you know, Dark Knight, either you die a hero... Or you live long enough to become a villain. There you go. So maybe it's just it was just a matter of time till life always not going the way he wanted. The one time he gets a woman, he feels he can't trust her. It just changes him. Yeah. Like, he, he, everything was going right. Yeah. That's the fucking crazy thing. It's like, he had the girl. Yeah. His machine was working. Yeah. And then he got drunk He's, and got jealous. He was going to have fame, fortune. He was going to change the world. And the woman. Yeah. And instead, he let his inner demons come out. And it changed them. And it changed them. They were hookers and stuff and... Yeah, that was a crazy yeah. switch to happen so quick. Yeah, and I don't feel like being spiked with a fly would do that to you. Yeah, I just don't think that's. I think honestly, I think our point of him being that shitty of a person is. Yeah, is it shows he got that taste of power and strength of like fuck it. Yeah, because like as a recessive, you know, introvert mm-hmm. that kept to himself. Truly, he was a cocky extrovert that never had the platform. Yeah. And his true side came out. He got it. He ran with it. Yeah, he flew with it. Uh. <laughs> Couple of fly puns here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. So what would you rate this from a scale of one to ten? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah, I, I love this movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, I think you like it a little bit more because you watched it a lot more yeah. throughout growing up and you also spliced a microwave together. Uh, so you kind of have to give it the high of a rating if you're going to do some crazy-ass science experiments like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the, this is a movie that, as a horror fan, as young, yeah, I mean, the youngest to the, the oldest to everything in between can watch and enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's like three ninety nine, two ninety nine on Amazon. Worth it. Uh, yeah, worth every single cent. Um, anybody that's a Jeff Goldblum fan out there will enjoy this thoroughly. Um, he's shirtless doing some acrobatics there for a little bit. I'm sure it was a stunt double, but it was good. Also, the one thing that I did question, and I Googled this while I was watching the movie, mm-hmm. was like, who the fuck was in the makeup during the fly scenes? Who was it? I guess it was Goldblum, because the cast is like five people. Mm-hmm. So, if anybody knows, let me know. He did a great job, though. But him. if it's him, the ticks and the, all the other stuff, <laughs> yeah, just like amazing. The movements, oh, oh, so shit. good. 
And it's like, it's still like human versus fly. It was just done very well. Yeah, it's like there's an inner, inner struggle. Yes. The entire time. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing was, is like, I could no longer see Jeff Goldblum's eyes. Yeah. That's what bothered me the most. The one thing that I always look for in these costumes mm-hmm. and like makeup like that is like the actor or actress's eyes. Mm-hmm. When it's practical like that. CGI, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, whatever. That's just some computer screen shit. Yeah. But like when he's when he's going through that transformation, like and they have all that prosthetics and all the makeup on him, he is completely lost in that makeup. Yeah. And if it is him, whoa. Yeah. Which I imagine it is because the voice, the voice the mimics yeah. and the movements. And I know Goldblum's very capable yeah. of acting to this caliber, but like this movie should be, you know, really, really broken down and, and, and processed correctly. Yeah. As a legitimate amazing monster flick i agree not to mention love yeah i'm definitely glad we covered it and baby maggots yeah those are all the things that so matter. no there's a fly too what there's a fly too it's that baby growing up you know i have to watch this yeah. i have to yeah is it good it's okay Okay, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I have I have no plans this weekend. Yeah. My actually, my plan this weekend was to watch a bunch of shit. Well, watch the fly too. So I'm gonna watch the yeah. fly too. That's awesome. Yeah, the baby girl. So she has it. Yeah, Oof. is she in it? Mm, don't remember. Okay. Well, still exciting, regardless. Yeah. Um, I- I'm gonna guess no. Though. Any other facts or uh, info you got on this movie, bud? Nothing. That was. A fun and seamless episode. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure what the hell we'd get out of the fly. <laughs> then you talked about splicing microwaves together, and I was like, sign me up. I'm here for this episode. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you guys always for listening in every single week. We appreciate it greatly. Uh, big shout out to our supporters, Jeff Balance, who does our design work. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. We love it all. Excuse me. Lucky Riggs, who does our intro and our outro music. Thank you. We love it. Uh, Trademark Printing, who does our t-shirt printing, etching on glasses, things like that. Um, Big shout out to um, Jake for always sitting here next to me every single week. I'm here. Providing amazing content. Um, We don't have really any big updates as far as events quite yet. Um, I think next week we might have some more solidified ideas on some events coming up here locally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you guys again. This is the J Squared Horror Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Jake. You guys have a great week. And remember, it's hip to be squared. <laughs>